Welcome to the Lincolnstown Life Podcast. In this sermon, Pastor George discusses sustaining the earth and all of creation to help sustain your faith. This sermon was originally preached on Sunday, February 27th, 2022. Welcome to the Lingolstown Life Podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. Uh, I want to make a confession this morning. Not, not real happy about what I did this past Wednesday, but I, I felt I needed to get it off my chest and tell you about it. So um, this past Wednesday afternoon, I looked at my pension account. Was not a good thing to do on Wednesday. Um, I, I looked at it and I realized that there's not as much money in there today as there was you know, at the beginning of the year. <laughs> and, you know, with all of the things that are going on in the world today, you know, the, the money that you've set aside for, for, for later periods of your life, well, uh, I just decided that I'm not going to look at my pension account for a long, long time. And just leave it to that. But, uh, but I want to share with you my mistake of doing that in the midst of a, a very volatile time in our nation because, you know, it, it reminds us that, that when we make investments in this life, they're not always secure. I mean, stock market's up and down all the time. Inflation means that you have a little bit less buying power than you did before. So it may lead you to ask a question, you know, where does one safely invest for the future? Well, Jesus has something to say about that, of course. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 20 and 21, he said, store up for yourselves or invest your treasures in heaven, where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, what Jesus is really reminding us about in that passage is that the, the investments that we make that are going to last and last for eternity are the ones that we make for heaven. Not just the simple things that we invest in from day to day, but the the kind of investments that are going to pay eternal rewards. Now, that all sounds great. Well, we're, we're putting things aside for eternity. Well, I, I want you to know that eternity has already begun. And the neat thing about those eternal rewards that we're, that we're putting in heaven is that we get the opportunity to reap those rewards today. And that's the neat thing, because, because when we have invested in this ministry, we are a part of changing people's lives. And as those lives are changed, it's not just something that's going to happen down the road, it's something that happens today. And so every time we invest in people today, in our ministry together, it not only benefits us today, but it has eternal benefits for all of us. So thanks. Thanks for investing with us and in people's lives. Let's, let's pray together. Lord, we, we thank you for the gifts that we invest for eternity beginning today. 
pray that <coughs> I pray that you will enable us to to see with joy and thankfulness the transformation that they bring about in the lives of people and help us lord to keep our eyes on these investments that last even when the other investments of life don't materialize we pray this in jesus name amen well i want to ask you a couple questions to get started this morning um, if someone gives you a gift of great value what are you going to do with that gift? If somebody gives you a gift of great value, what are you going to do with that gift? Now, if somebody, if somebody gives you a very fragile gift, you know, something really intricate, something very delicate, what are you going to, how are you going to treat that gift? And if somebody gives you a handmade gift, a gift that is, that is shaped by love that they made especially for you to enjoy, how are you going to treasure that gift? Well, this morning, I would suggest to you that that fragile, valuable, handmade, shaped by love for you to enjoy gift is this earth and everything in it. God has given to us a gift, a gift that is of great value, a gift that is very fragile, but a gift that is made by his loving hands for each and every one of us to enjoy. As we wrap up this series of, on sustainable faith and sustainable health, we want to we be reminded that sustaining our planet sustaining it not only for ourselves but for succeeding generations is a faith issue it's a faith issue and we're gonna we're gonna delve into that in just a few moments but as a faith issue your daily decisions decisions that hopefully are impacted because of your faith will impact future generations but the challenge that's before us is twofold. The first one is, is pretty simple. I think you will all understand, of a, understand this. Most of us don't think in the long term. Most of us don't think through the long term. Most of us think about the here and now. We think about today. And that's primarily where our mind is focused. We are focused on what do I need to accomplish today? Not, not what's going to be, you know, a, a year from now, what's not even going to be five years from now or ten years from now. We are focused on today. And, and let's be honest. I want you all to take a, a trip back for a moment. Think back to high school or, or maybe to your college days. How, how often when you were in high school and college did you think about the long term? Okay, you, you probably weren't even thinking about the implications of a decision for the next day. You were just thinking about the implications for that moment, right? And my guess is that when you look back now, you probably... <laughs> shake your head and think, oh, good Lord, why did I make that decision? 
Now, the second part of that challenge is that, that we often, we don't often make decisions by first asking ourselves, what implications does my faith place upon my decision making? What implications does my faith place upon my decision making? And, and this is true in every area of our life. Um, do we filter our decision-making process first and foremost through the lens of our faith, or do we use some other kind of filter? And that's, that's a, a part of what we've been, been dealing with in this series. Do you, I mean, do you ever really consider how caring Caring for your mind and your body is a spiritual decision that we make every day. I mean, I, to, to, to which I would assume that most of us would answer, I don't really think about that. It was sort of like earlier this week when I, I went home and I had lunch and I came back carrying a cupcake. Tracy Allen makes these great cupcakes, and I was bringing this cupcake back from lunch, and I was walking in, and Nona Zimmerman looked at me, and she got me, and she was listening to the sermon because she said to me, what would God think about you putting that into your body? said, I don't care what God thinks about me putting this into my body. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> because the scripture says to enjoy all things with moderation. I only had one cupcake that day. Okay? If you'd like some more, come to my house. We have more. But anyway. So, I mean, do, do you think about, do you really think about it? What, what does my faith have to say about my daily decisions. So, so we're talking about sustainability, and today we're really talking about how, how do we understand faith to be a part of, of how we are to sustain this world in which we live. Well, I, I want you to know that deep down our faith is very connected to this world in which we live, and, and, uh, oh, and we're not ready for that slide yet. Somehow we got way ahead there. Um, but, but some things that are foundational to our faith start, start with this very simple principle that God created the world. And I don't care how you view God created the world, whether you believe that God created the world in seven 24-hour days or whether you believe that God's created the world over a million years. I don't care. Uh, it doesn't matter because to me, God created. Uh, science tells us God created and faith tells us that God created. There's no challenge between the two. God created. And that's what we said in that opening slide today from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 31. In the beginning, God created. That's a foundational truth for our lives, and it has implications for everything in our life. Now, along with that foundational truth is the truth that, that God has created every generation of humanity to care for this creation so that it will be sustained for generations to come. That was the command that God gave to Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. He said, here it is, folks. 
Here it is. This is your world. Take care of it. And sometimes I think we, we forget that we have been placed in charge of this world and we need to take care of it. Uh, by the way, if you're, if you're trying to follow along, these are on your sermon outline that's in your bulletin. They're also on the Bible app so you can follow along there. But as we continue on, there's a, a passage there from Leviticus chapter 25 uh, in verses 1 through 7. And uh, this is a passage in, in Leviticus chapter 25 that is just so powerful, so amazing, because, because what this passage talks about is, is a Sabbath year, okay? And it talks about how every seven years, the people of, of, of Israel were to let the land lay fallow. In other words, you don't plant anything in the seventh year. And then it goes on later on in the chapter and talks about the year of Jubilee. That's, that's the 50th year. On the 50th year, you let everything lay fallow again, but not only that, you return the land to whoever it rightfully belongs to. Lots of stuff we could talk about there, but listen. What was God trying to do? He was trying to remind people that you have to care for this land that is producing a crop for you. Now remember, these were people who didn't have fertilizers and all of the things that we have today, but God was giving them a command. Every seventh year, let the land lay fallow so that it can regenerate. And, and that's a wise thing. I mean, some people have come to realize that maybe that's a good thing for the world, you know, to let things rest. But, you know, I, I started to think about it, and, and there's something more to that story. And that is, do you have faith in God to trust that if you don't plan anything this year, that God will provide not only for that year, but the year after until the crops are harvested again in the following year? That's really what, in essence, God was asking the Hebrews. He said, are you willing, are you willing to trust me by letting the land get a rest and not be abused? It's just beautiful. If you go back and, and read any of the things that God says through Moses in those opening chapters of, of uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, God continually speaks to the people about the land and how important it is. In Deuteronomy 10:14, it talks about how all of heaven and earth belong to the Lord. Same again in Psalm 24, verses 1 and 2, that tells us that all the earth is the Lord's. And what these verses remind us of is that this world in which we live, it's not ours. It belongs to God, and as such, we are responsible to the owner, that is God, but we are also, as stewards, responsible to the people who inhabit the earth here and now and on into the future. And that, that in and of itself has far-reaching implications for how you and I make daily decisions. There's another passage from Matthew chapter 6. Uh, if you read, the, if you read the, the Sermon on the Mount, you find this passage in there, Matthew 6. And, 
And uh, Jesus is talking about worry. Anybody here ever worry? Okay, a few of you out there. The rest of you don't worry. That's great. I don't know what's wrong with you, but anyway. Jesus tells this beautiful story. He says, don't worry. He said, he said, your heavenly father takes care of the birds in the air and the flowers in the field. And if God takes care of the birds of the sky and the plants that grow in the, on the ground, he's going to take care of you. So don't worry. But do you hear, do you hear what, what Jesus is communicating to us about how we're to care for the world? If, if God, who, who is our Father, who is teaching us how we are to live day in and day out, he is telling us that we need to care for the smallest and most minute things in our creation. Things that we oftentimes don't even pay attention to. So if God cares about the flowers of the field and the birds of the air, what does that say about how we are to care for our environment? Another thing from Romans chapter 1, verse 20, creation reveals the nature of God. This, this is such a wonderful passage to remind us that, that God has this wonderful way through his creation to reveal who he really is. Uh, many, many years ago, I, I, used to, uh, I used to be a camp counselor. And during the summer when we had camp, we, we would always take the kids out into the woods. And I, I love the opportunity when you had these kids who were out in the woods. Some of them never had spent any time in the woods. You take them out in the woods, and you tell them to look around, and you say, what are you learning about God from looking at the woods? And they just sort of stand there and go, I don't know. But then you'd find this, you'd find this fallen tree that's laying there, sort of starting to decay. And you'd get them all around that tree that was fallen in the woods and starting to decay, and you'd say, look. And you get down, and you get close to that decaying tree, and, and you'd say, what is this? Well, it's, it's death and decay. Well, yeah, it's all that, but look a little bit closer. What do you see there? And then somebody would finally, somebody would finally get smart, and they'd go, but there's new life there, too. Because you begin to see things that are starting to grow once again. And, and, and it's part of that cycle of life. And it's part of the reminder that what God is revealing to us is that he is a God of new beginnings. A, a God who does new things. And so I, I love this passage because it reminds us that God, God has a witness in this world. And it is his creation and just as the world witnesses to who God is, so too we are called to do that. And we don't want to spoil that witness either. So anyway, the, 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 there's a problem though, because there's some people who, who, who think and act as though this is just a throwaway planet. You know, they, they think, well, this planet doesn't matter. And and those who think that way make, make two false assumptions. The first is that they're the last generation that's going to ever inhabit the earth. I mean, think about this for a moment. If you're the last generation that's going to live on the earth, hey, who cares, right? 
I care. Because when I look at the eyes of my grandkids, I don't want them to inherit a world that's not cared for. And again, it's like the first assumption I talked about this morning, that is that most of us live with a very short-sighted view of life. And we need to recognize that we may not be the last generation to live upon this earth. Oh, I know there's, there's, lots of, there's lots of preachers running around today telling you, well, this is the end, folks. <laughs> now Russia has invaded the Ukraine, and this is the end. Do you know that the same thing was said back in the 1940s? Do you know that the same thing was said back in the 1700s? You know, the same thing was said back in the 1500s. You can keep going back and back and back and back and back. Everybody's been saying, well, we're the last generation to inhabit the earth. And I'm sure glad I'm still here. <laughs> and I may not be the last generation to inhabit the earth. But I know that I'm responsible because I know that there's at least one more generation coming after me. And I... I might even surmise that there might be a generation after that and another generation after that. We don't know. But we need to be good stewards of this world for those who will come after us. And just as we are called to be good stewards of the gospel for future generations, we need to be good stewards and taking a long view of creation. The second false assumption is that God is going to discard creation. And we don't have time to go into all of this, but God's God's plan isn't to blow up the world. <laughs> God's not going to, like, take what he perfectly created and blow it up. He's going to restore it. He's going to renew it. And so we should care about this world because it's a world that God created. And when he created it, he said what? It's very good. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to do two things. The first thing is that we need, to, we need to give attention to the world every day. I know that sounds, I know that sounds like a big thing, but we need to give attention to our world every day. And, and here's why. Because we live in a connected world. Okay? Uh, Pope Francis said this. He said, now you can put that slide up. Everything is connected. Pretty astute, isn't he, Pope Francis? Everything is connected. Concern for the environment thus needs to be joined to a sincere love for our fellow human beings and an unwavering commitment to resolving the problems of society. Everything is connected. And our, our care of the environment is just as important not only for us, but for people around the world. We live in a connected world, and that's not just because we're connected to the internet, that's because we're connected to each other. When I sat down to eat my breakfast this morning, I, I was eating blueberries. Do you know where my blueberries came from? Not Jersey, they came from Peru all the way from Peru to my breakfast table. And they were good. We live in a 
connected world. We, we, we learned that during the pandemic, right? We, we learned how connected we are to the world because this 24-hour supply chain got disrupted. And I share that because we need to recognize that what we do here affects people all around the world. And oftentimes, the people that are most impacted in this connected world are the poorest of the poor. We can, you know, as Americans, we send off all sorts of things to other countries where the poorest of the poor live because we don't know what to do with them anymore. But we're called to care for those people because we're all connected together. And as disciples of Jesus, we have a responsibility to be concerned with more than just our own soul and its eternal destiny. Because being a disciple of Jesus is about living an embodied faith and making our world better for those who, as Amos said, need justice to roll down like an ever-flowing stream. We're connected and we need to care for one another and we need to care for our world. Like Adam and Eve, we live and participate in God's creation, and we have a role in taking care of creation and in taking care of one another. And so, as I said earlier, our world is worth your attention every day. And here's just one way that I think that's important for us to recognize this world in which we live. In, uh, in the Psalms, Psalm 19, verses 1 through 4, says this, and this is something, something I want to encourage you to do today. I want you to go outside, and I want you to look around. And in particular, listen to what Psalm 19 says, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. I, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you today to go out and look at the sky. There's not much up there just beautiful sunshine. But I want to encourage you as well to go out tonight. Maybe as the sun's setting out here in the west or, or maybe after it's set, and go out and look at the stars in the sky. There's a testimony there. As, as the psalmist said, it's the heavens declaring the glory of God. And that's part of our call as well. And so we need to care for this this world that is declaring the glory of God. Final thing this morning, uh, don't, don't only consider how important it is to see the world each day, but to consider some minor changes that you can make daily to better the world, not only for you, but for the next generation. So you've heard these things, they've been preached to you, and they've been taught to you for years now. Y'all know the three R's, we're not talking reading, writing, and arithmetic. We're talking about what? Reduce, reuse, and recycle. Yeah, y'all know that. Uh, plant a garden. Plant a garden. 
What would be neat is if we just get rid of all the green grass and just plant a whole lot of gardens. Um, a lot of people spend thousands of dollars making sure that their grass is as green as the neighbors next door. You know what? <laughs> plant a garden instead. Don't worry about keeping up with the Joneses. It's probably also healthier than all those fertilizers they put on to keep it green. Use your wallet to make good buying choices. Do you really know the things that you're buying, where they've come from, how people have been cared for, where they're manufacturing those things? Speak up. Get involved. Now, caring for our environment begins right here in our own homes, in our own community. There are plenty of places where you can get involved, where you can speak up, where you can share how important it is for us as disciples of Jesus to care for our community. So we're going to close by going back to those slides that we looked at at the very beginning today because I think they remind us important, most importantly about how important it is from God's perspective to be able to see the world in which we live. So let's take one more look. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God saw, that he, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. From Michael Collins, there is but one earth, tiny and fragile, and one must get 100,000 miles away to appreciate fully one's good fortune in living on it. And from Ron Guerin, when we look down at the earth from space, we see this amazing, indescribably beautiful planet. It looks like a living, breathing organism. Another thing that I've heard astronauts always say when they look at the earth is that the best thing about looking at the earth is there aren't any borders. There aren't any borders. This is one big planet, and it reminds us it reminds us of how connected we are to each other. And the last one, from Roger Chafee, who, who said the world itself looks cleaner and so much more beautiful. Maybe we can make it that way, the way God intended it to be, by giving everyone eventually that new perspective from out in space. Well, I, I doubt that any of you in here are going to pay Elon Musk to go to the edge of space, but Maybe if you take a moment tonight before you go to bed and go out and look up and see the stars and the moon that God created, that God entrusted to our care, you'll remember as you make choices throughout your day to make those choices based upon these foundational truths of our faith that God created, that we are called to be good stewards and that we are to store our actions on behalf of one another. Join me in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the way that you continue to work in your world, revealing yourself. I pray that today we may, we may appreciate and understand, understand this great gift that we have received, and I pray that each and every day we might make choices based upon the truth that what you have created is good and it is our calling to be good stewards of that for not only ourselves, but for others and for the next generation. 
So remind us of this throughout this coming week and throughout all the days of our life. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. on the Lingolstown Life podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope that you'll leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more at www.lingolstownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth to love God and love others. Thank you.